criticism of Cox. And you go on the not preferred. 200 centimetres. You can't do that. Welcome back to the Lunchtime Catch-Up Podcast. The Lunchtime Catch-Up Podcast is two blokes that have known each other forever who catch up most days in the Melbourne CBD for lunch to talk everything Essendon Footy Club. My name is Grant and with me is Scott. Hello, everyone. Uh, kind of good to be back. That was uh, that was the suckiest of all sucky things to happen. Uh, that, <laughs> ask, ask me what. Like, kick after the siren when we've been in front. They come back. And it's bloody yeah. Elliot, man. Like, it couldn't be. It couldn't be any worse than that. If you know my friend Grant and his hatred for Collingwood, uh, if I I couldn't have drawn up a, a worse, worse scenario, <laughs> scenario for him. Um, I've had a sleep since then, and um, I've I've torn the pillow to a million. You were slightly bits. upset after the game. I'll, oh, just, I'll just say, I just just because I just that team, just that one bloody team. I hate that team. I hate everything about them. I really, really, really hate that team. That we sat behind, sat in front of, sorry, some of the most toothless, sleeve tattooed Collingwood numpties behind us. Who I swear, the one minute, all right, Collingwood, yeah, we're Collingwood forever. The next minute, when we get, when they start to get pumped, <laughs> we're on a seventy-two to fifteen run. We, they just sit there and go, oh, Collingwood a crap, Collingwood a crap. We're off them, Collingwood a crap. All of a sudden, they come back, Collingwood. It's just they're the the boat, the the biggest bunch of disingenuous supporters I've ever seen in my life. Like you, you, you kick a goal. It's the greatest club in the world. You lose, you, you don't kick a goal. Ah, oh, Collingwood's just absolutely crap. So man, that was hard. <laughs> uh, it was, it was pure frustration. Um, it was a range of emotions. At quarter time, I was absolutely livid. Yeah. Uh, when Scotty doesn't say much in the breaks, <laughs> like I looked over at Scotty and I did, if he doesn't sort of start the conversation with something, you know he's really pissed off. <laughs> yeah, I'm digesting. I'm trying to calm down. Um, I have a thing about not turning up to games. Um, I remember the Geelong game in round one at quarter time. That, that, I was, I was livid. I almost wanted to walk out. Such was the uncompetitiveness of a first game. Um, now, do I think they're more competitive? Yeah, they're slightly more. But still, it was well below par. It was – they were just – I mean, Collingwood, for credit to them, couldn't miss no a pass. No credit. They they, yep. they played almost perfect football, but we just didn't turn up to play. What, we're down 37-38. It's just, just ridiculous. Um. And I said a quarter time. I think I just before the second quarter started, I said, "Look, in the end, I, this grant this could be just like a eighty point loss coming our way here, because um, I I'm not sure how they're going to turn that around. Uh, they look totally overwhelmed and they look lost and they're getting beaten on transition and all the familiar things. Our forward entries were comical, so it was like we're not a team that easily snap out of that uh, traditionally." But they did, and they did in quite a dramatic way. And like I said, they <laughs> never have picked it. Halfway through the last quarter, they were on a seventy-two to fifteen run, uh, and it, it was completely uh, an overwhelming annihilation of the Collingwood Football Club. And this is where the emotions go all over the place because suddenly you're like, our midfield is completely obliterating. Oh, just. Dylan Shield was absolutely dominant. Zach Merritt was by far the best on ground and and hitting up targets and it was just everything was going well. We shut out the Dacosses. Uh, you know, I think Penelbury ended up with 16 and, and Colwell did his normal run with roll and that was effective and we had good matchups. We was, you know, uh, Kelly on Ginnivan 
It was a good matchup. Shut him out of the game. Mind you, because mostly because he didn't have half a head. He didn't have a head and shoulders for majority. Of the game. That, was, that was a funny play. I, I don't get. And I'll, I, I, this is he took the guy's head clean off. Redders Jed's dead yeah, set like, took the he, guy's he head off. Slightly go lower, yes, but that's still a free. <laughs> oh lord! Now he, I was, a, I was a little bit like I was yelling with a Collingwood guy, and I don't care. But I, I just said to him, mate, that's the reputation you get. Uh, and I it's have gonna, it's no gonna, problem. And it's going to take a couple of weeks for that to turn around until yep. he plays uh, a way that the umpire sees a bit more normal. And now, so, yeah, uh, was it a free kick? Yeah. But uh, but still, um, the the run, you know, the dominance we had, Zachy Merritt and, and all these guys all on top, our matchups and the people that we – that we uh, needed to perform well. Yeah. Well, the, sorry, the, the needed the, the Collingwood guys that we, we I thought we needed to shut down. Yeah. We're getting shut down. Truck was coaching. My thought pretty well, to be honest. Um, and we obliterated them. You look at the stats. The stats were absolutely were absolutely destroying them. I mean, everything contested footy, uncontested footy, clearances, inside fifties. You know, tackles. We were all over them. And then came the last ten minutes of the game. Uh, their sub, and there's a there's a whole conversation in itself. Carmichael kicks two key goals when he comes on. Yeah. Um, uh, our sub <laughs> does one possession of no no use, um, and, and then makes a real big mistake. And then makes a massive mistake with about forty seconds to go in the game. Um, uh, so you know, Braden Ham's obviously you know didn't have his finest moments. Uh, I know it's tough being a sub, so I'm not going to go all onto town on Braden Ham. Trust me, because there's other things in play the first quarter and everything like that yep. that, are, that are bigger. But uh, I, you know, I said this on Twitter, and I've had a lot of debate on this. Um, for this game, I would have had Massimo sub personally. Yeah. I think I and and the argument was that came back to me. No, what if he sits on the pine? You don't get development in into him if you want to play him forward. You, you know, it's better he plays VFL. I get kind of get what you're trying to say. Trust me. I just felt felt like with the 70, 75,000 crowd, big momentum game, actually, you know, him being at the ground and experiencing it, experiencing the tension, the noise, um, I actually thought it would have been a real value. And if he did play even more, it would have been three times more value. And, you know, if I'm being honest, Carmichael at the end of that game would have got a lot more out of the weekend in his personal growth than Massimo did up in Southport and a muddy Southport game. Yeah. Um, and I just felt if Massimo plays that game when Redmond goes down, we win the game. So there's there's just one area for me that we can get right. Um, uh, that's, that's just my personal thoughts. Uh, but with a minute to go, you know... We stuffed up. There's no way around it. Uh, uh, Jonesy misses a, a gettable goal. Uh, then, you know, when it hits the post, um, uh, Pendlebury, to his absolute credit as captain, as pro-thinking. No credit. Uh, he uh, takes the ball from the from the kick out. He already sees the play unfolding. Uh, Ham moves off, his, moves off his opponent in the worst possible way to, to go to the next contest. Doesn't make that contest, and then obviously his man's alone on the wing. Yeah. But even jo- even Jones lining up for goal, no offense, and he was best on ground. But Zach Merritt has to find uh, some voice because what also has gone wrong is Dyson Heppel's on the bench. Um, so there's a clear lack of voice and leadership. And if you know, I'm going to be tough on Merritt here. If he wants to be the captain, voice and set up. He can't be the guy that's standing all by himself. Next to Jonesy waiting to congratulate him. All right, so opposing view, he's not the captain. No, but he's the he's deputy, so the captain's on the bench. That's oh, the captain. Okay, so you, I, then I stand corrected. You are right. Yep, absolutely. So, yeah, he's the next in line. So if, if, if Hep's on the bench, he, his role is to set everyone up. Yep. And we won't set up. And, you know, and the, the rest is history and, and Elliot kicks the goal. So it's a strange one to review because – so much was positive. Like, I mean, Total I mean, domination. yeah, so much. I mean, hugely positive. I mean, up to three quarter time, Sam Draper was one of the best ruckmen I've ever seen. Uh, and, you know, his form and his development is so encouraging of, of what, how the year has progressed. 
He's from his first six games to then he's like his next six games to then his next six games. There's been continuous growth. He's kicking the ball with a normality, <laughs> like his set shots. He's he's got a normal drop punt now. He's now actually starting to mark the ball. He's starting to help the defenders run back. His tap work has always been has always been strong. He's kicking a goal. I mean, he's kicking bananas now from the boundary line. But I mean, it's he, you know he's a, he could be a genuine star. Let's be honest. Uh, if he keeps this progression, if he keeps the progression going, but if he can, he's. I, I just would love to see the the real clangers like just to, to calm down on the real clangers. But there again, they're I reducing mean, though. They're reducing. Yeah, they are. Oh, look, I mean, and and I think the key the key reason uh, sorry the key reason to say that is because look at his field kicking now. Field mm. kicking, even just when he's taken marks around the forward line, his kicking into the forward line is very good. It's coming. I mean, he's not going to be drop punt. It's a normal yeah. It's, drop a, punt. it's a nice, tasty looking drop punt. He's not going to be Nick Martin. Like he's not going <laughs> to Zach Merritt. He's not going to lace out people. Um, but his his dirty great big self is improving, and you can see it in his footwork. You can see it in the way he positions himself for marks. He. He acts tall. He puts himself in the front of the pack. He holds his hands right up high and takes the grab confidently. Mm. And that, if you listen back to the very beginning of this um, of the pod this year, we we put a number of the blowtorch of truth on um, on Sammy. Sammy because he was getting five possessions a game and taking there was a there was a well, situation. Oh, at some stage he was taking like one mark in five weeks. That's no, it. Not, yeah, he, yeah, he was, was like, like one two or marks, two marks. Two marks in five weeks or something like that. That's unacceptable, man. Like so, geez, really big progression from him. Um, Dylan Shield was absolutely everywhere. Yeah. Like the man was. He's uh, somebody said behind us. I think one of the numpties said that he's the leading. Centre um, clearance yeah, player he is in the, AFL. in the AFL. Damn, yeah. uh, and I swear, if I read one more, th- you know, you know what I don't read anymore is oh, Shield, Shield should we paid too much for Shield? We shouldn't have given two first rounders and that sort of stuff. It's amazing how quickly that can turn around. Yeah, well, I mean, he had to turn around himself, though. I mean, yeah. in, you know, I don't want to hide the fact that up till Sydney, he had to look at himself in the mirror because he had that talent. That's yes, why yeah, there's yeah, a difference. Yeah. There's a difference between looking in the mirror and not having the talent to go much further. Yeah. So actually, no, you have a you have a lot of ability, and you we need you need to look at yourself. And and Dill, get, Dill doesn't do many interviews, right? Like mm. you don't see him doing many sort of in depth interviews. So oh, wouldn't it be nice to actually ask him the question? Dill, can you can you give us the answer, mate? Did that genuinely put a rocket? No in doubt in my you? mind. Yeah. Like his tackle count tripled almost. I know uh, it's it was, nuts. Yeah, it was a totally different. It was a totally. And now he's a he's a tackle machine, and he's a machine on the outside as well, and he's running through packs, getting balls. Yeah, that's the that's the bloke. I mean, he's playing as well now as he ever did at GWS. Yeah, like, that's that's, a, that's a, he's we're now getting the GWS strong form yeah, from him. So that's the guy that we looked at and went, oh yeah, and that's the, that's that. it. I mean, you Zach Merritt's turned. Uh, Zach Merritt was like. Playing okay, but not to his potential as well. But he was playing a better standard, but just not hurting the opposition, I felt. But this last month as well, like he's now proper Zach Merritt. I think in the second quarter or something, he was just unbelievable. Like just, just, I mean, he was the difference in the game. He was just setting up all our forwards. Yep. Just so that little, if he's got a step or he's got those two meters, you can see the wind up with the kick. He's measured it with his eyes. Mm. He knows exactly where he wants to put it and he will put it down. He'll, he'll hit you in the forehead uh, with the ball if you don't mark it. Right. So that that's worth its weight in gold. That's the next step to make Zach Merritt. Like he's an elite footballer anyway. Like he's an elite level footballer, but man, if you can continue to do what you're doing, Zach, yep. mate, that, that equals, even more of a level for us. The funny part with Zach is that he's never overly been a strong clearance, no, like noted clearance player. No, I agree, I agree. He's had 18 in two weeks. He had nine and nine the last two weeks. So, And it's not like we're, we're last on clearances. Like he's doing it just sort of, I think, no, we're, just because. I mean, Dill, Dill and him and... They've obviously when got Parrish a good rhythm back. with Sammy or and and. Oh, I'll tell you what, we saw a few decent palm downs from Sammy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The little backward hand palm downs. Yeah, yeah. When he starts to get that up and running as well, he's always been a good tap ruckman. And if he's around the grounds, damaging like he has been, that's that is really good. So 
you know, it, it, it's a funny game to review because so much went right. I even thought, yeah, tactically for most of the game, after quarter time, Dacos shut down, you know, all, all these key players, Ginevan shut down, Penelbury had little influence. Yep. Um, you know, it was just, it was, we were just playing like, you go, oh, this is good. We're tactically winning, uh, midfield's on top. Um, you know, could we have hit more set shots for goal? Yes. Yes. Uh, which has always been a problem this year. Um uh, it wasn't last year, so uh, it's a hard one. You go, it's not an, an obvious thing that's wrong with our club. We're just having a funny year on yep. it um, because, you know, Jonesy and Langford and it's all above Wright the head, were all above really the accurate last year. Yeah, it's all above the shoulders. So um, just a funny one, just to have funny how that kind of goes through a club and um, and needs to reset. Call out to Durham. Sammy. Sammy yeah. Durham, man. Like, I swear. Really is a fine, didn't he? 23 possessions, 82% efficiency, um, 10 marks. Like, that gives you another kind of key back or a key forward in your team to get 10 marks like that. He's been – he's exceptional in the air. I, I didn't know yeah. when I first saw him good play. Swing. Yeah, when I first saw him play, I knew he was he was good across the ground and he was hard at it like a defender should be. But he's taken grabs above his head really well. Um, another strong performance, 23 touches, man. Like, that's – at 82 is – it's just a cheat that we've picked that guy up. Like, oh, look, I, I'm, a, you know, people may have seen it on Twitter or, or Facebook, but I wrote quite a lengthy, <laughs> uh, almost article, it feels like. But, dissertation? Uh, <laughs> yes, of where I see things, and um, you can check it out online. But it, it's, uh, you know, because I was the next guy I was going to mention after you, Sammy Derman, was Nick Martin. And you go, yeah. there's a, you know, Considering, you know, I, I spoke about how many of senior older guys we we culled, um, you know, from, you know, going back from Bell Chambers and Hooker McKernan, and yeah. Hooker, you know, Waller retiring. Yep. And there's like 10 of them. Like it's like a – so the I was talking in, the, in my piece about how much the age demographic has changed yep. to where we didn't replace much of those at all with senior players. We did it mostly with youth. And, and, you know, and how hard that is to get that right. So to get the, the Cox and the Perkins and Hobbs and Reed and, you know, and then get for free almost um, your Durham, your Martin. Martin's a top 10 pick. Yeah. Like you got another top 10 pick yeah. for nothing. So, yeah, and you, and you got Tex Wanganine and um, – I know, and then Ambrosio and D'Ambrosio and, and Menzies, you've got a whole day. crew coming through. But you know, you know, as much as we, you know, uh, you know, Grant obviously has his big red fire engine and all that sort of stuff. Love that but, stuff, love that bloke. But we actually have done well in quickly turning that around. But what comes with that, and I was, what I was trying to say in the article, is they're all twenty-one and under. So what comes with that is a group of 28 to 33-year-olds kind of thing leaving and a group of 18 to 21-year-olds, a uh, big group coming in. But, it, you know, suddenly the ex- inexperience influx into the side, it, you know, it no doubt has caused some, um, what there is, like cohesion and sometimes inconsistency and, and those but, sort but of... But a lack of experience. It's just, just a, lack a lack of experience yeah, yeah. on what to do in situations like that. Like... Oh, Scotty and I were talking before the pod about how I feel that um, uh, Jonesy should have kicked that goal. Right? Like, so he kicked it from 40, 45, that's fine. He was directly in front. Now, what, one thing I will concede and say is that he's only played, what, 25 games of, of footy? And it's nothing. It is absolutely nothing. 25 games of football, you've learned the basics at best at 25 games of footy. Yeah. Like you see the Triple M footy boys, they never give – worst on ground to anybody that's played less than I think 30 or 50 games or something like that because they concede that if you haven't played 50 games you know nothing so how can you be in the low in the um in the worst on ground when you you're still learning man like you and you can have all anything. the skills in the world but the above the shoulders I think is where the experience absolutely comes. You, you can't you, there's no push-ups for experience right mm. you can't do an exercise that gives you experience straight away um i mean like if you could download dustin fletcher's head into brandon zerk thatcher like bang instantly he's the best defender in the comp um but i i do i do understand that we've got young kids who make young kid mistakes mm. like they 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 do and harry jones is perfectly capable of kicking that goal 
eight and a half, nine times out of ten at training where he's not fatigued and he's not standing in front of, was he in the... He's relaxed. He was standing in front <laughs> of the Collingwood cheer squad, right, when he kicked it. And the whole crowd was going nuts and he's fatigued and it was the game on the line and he missed it, right? So I agree that we've we've given up a lot of experience for a lot of youth, which will pay for itself in maybe two, three years from now. Yeah, I mean, I, I wrote today, it's, you know, it's, I, I, I'm just quoting, it's hard to understate the importance of getting 13 to 17 games into Archie Perkins, Sam Draper, Nick Martin, Sam Durham, Ben Hobbs, you know, Jai Caldwell. You know, it's a whole group coming through that they've been... And he's ab- only played... Yeah. Caldwell's only played less than 15? No, uh, yeah, he's played. No, he's he's gone over twenty now. Took over twenty, okay. Um, just, but um, but still, you know, the fact that that core group, there's like six to eight guys who have been able to get around fifteen games into at least this year. It that's where that's where I have genuine hope. Like I, I understand. Like I, I kind of said, look, I don't want to dismiss the 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 people who go in. You know, for twenty years we've been, we're not going to change. Uh, I just genuinely think. They've got a, such a good group coming through that, with experience and fifty games under their belt, um, maybe even sooner. But um, it really is going to translate to some really good form because they're they're you know Hobbs and Perkins and Draper. Draper. This yeah. is Nick Martin. These Sam Durham. These are quality. They're not just try hard kids. And there's a big difference yeah. to quality kids. You know, low draft pick. Qu- you know, add. Cox and Reed to that, they're they're Perkins. they're yeah yeah they're yeah. they're quality in them, and when they get fifty games under their belt as a group, they even understand each other. Um, it's going to be a it's going to be a pretty formidable side coming through. So and that's why I like everybody knows my love for the um for the large red fire engine, right? But we've got Merritt and Parish and. Stringer and Heppel and some of the older boys, especially mm. through the middle. Right? We got we got to replace Merritt at some stage. Parrish has got years in him, but we've got to replace Merritt at some stage. And it would seem to me that we are you're right. We haven't just I hope he's not listening. But I hope we haven't like we haven't got No, I won't say it. I was gonna say something then, I'm not gonna say it. Uh, we haven't got kids that we go maybe, maybe not. We don't we're not quite sure. Maybe. We've got Durham guaranteed. Like he, he's a player, proper player. Will play two hundred yeah, games. Yeah, you can identify them straight away now. Two hundred games. Yeah. Nick Martin two fifty. Kid could play three hundred. I he's gonna be a superstar. Like he's gonna be brilliant for us. Um, Massimo, energy, excitement, um, super smile, skillful. super skillful, great. He's all good. Hobbsy per- Perkins, yeah. Hobbsy, like I said, I, I I will stand by my comments from six eight weeks ago, and that that he shouldn't have been playing. But now that he is playing, Scotty, actually, you said to me in the in the game, um, have you noticed Hobbsy's everywhere? Hobbsy's on the bottom of packs. He's really involved in the game now. So he's he's had he's his under- six, yeah, he's understanding the game. He's yeah. understanding the game, and that's happening. Grant, you you've this is it's happening, Grant, because he's <laughs> in the seniors. And he's learning how to play in the seniors, right? So he's fast tracking his um, his education, and he's the kind of guy, unlike Wanganin, I think, in this particular case, that he is thriving in an AFL position, right? Even as an eighteen year old mm. kid, he's thriving. Wangers eh, maybe maybe needed more time in the one in the two. Oh, I even felt when we played him sub and in the game, I, I generally felt Wanganin wasn't ready yet. Yeah, I was just being honest. I you felt, can see it. You could see it. You could see it. There's a, it was much more raw. Hobbs was a, a much more established. Yeah. Um, and that's why you get a low pick, right? I mean, he's established. <laughs> of course, um, yeah. And you could sometimes, I know it sounds funny, but even when I saw Hobbs's physique, I, I went, oh, you've been working out. Like, you're already professional in some yeah. ways. So, yeah. I, I, you know, and even the way he spoke, he had a mentality of professionalism. Like, he, he had a manicness about improving yeah. Like I like oh, I you want know, this because even talked about you know he he knows his short passes is still got to work on it goes so you know I just work on it every weekend and everything he's like he's got this manic and he says it was almost like he actually described it almost like a disease once and it was like I've got just got to get better and better but that's in a weird way going to hold him in pretty good stead because and that's why he's playing seniors I think yeah. like I think that's why he's playing seniors is that the coaches go oh we got to let this. 
this um, uh, stallion run. Like he, he just he's so eager to play in the ones he wants it so bad. His bod is AFL ready practically. Um, his enthusiasm is all over the shop. He's a tough kid, and yeah. he's a tough kid. Would we rather him? be banging against some old hack in the VFL or could we seriously use this guy's um, hardness at the ball and tackling around the, the ball in the forward line? And so therefore I, I, I don't sort of stand corrected, but I, I can see <laughs> the, I can see the benefits yeah. of having him in the side, but it could have, uh, what I will, what I will say I is that it could have ended up like Wanganin. He could have been not ready and be put back into the VFL. He just happens to be that kind of kid. Yes, it just has that temperament to go. Absolutely, to go at the ball hard. To take it on. Make good yeah. decisions and bravo to the kid. No, no, it, it, that's what I mean. It's it, There's some really exciting talent coming through. Um, and it really showed in that Collingwood game. Yeah. and The uh, level of domination. Yeah, and, you know, uh, I, there's this talk. Uh, I haven't this debate today with a Collingwood fan. Uh, there's this Hack. talk. There's this talk that Collingwood are well past us. <laughs> they've got some. They've got some minor hiccups to come. So I, I actually don't believe that. I actually do think the two clubs will merge. In in, in excuse uh, me, not that, sorry. wow. Merge in uh, like on excuse the, me whilst I beat the living producers <laughs> out of Scotty. Merge in competitiveness and not like on a ladder position. Yep. Um, because they've still like where we've made that cut about senior players. They've still got 30-year-olds, Jeremy Howe and Sidebottom and Penelbury and Elliot and Adams and, yep. you know, you know these guys. Um, they've still got some things to work out how they're going to replace that. Because yeah. their core senior group, if I'm envious... Have been there for ages. If I'm envious in some way... They no. d- they destroy our core senior group. Like and I'm talking age twenty eight and over. Like completely and utterly destroy uh, it. Like okay, okay. Uh, fine. It's just that's just the reality. That's why they win some close games because Panelbury. These guys are very clever people. Like they're just very clever footballers who think through the game. Uh, wrong jumper. And yep. we and we we miss that. But I genuinely think on the younger youth side, I still back our youth. Every day of the week. Well, there was the example, man. The Nacos, the, the Nacos, the Nacos kids, the Nacos yeah. kids. They're, they're talented little little. Oh, there's players. no, yeah, talented little. They've got some players. talented players, but but, but Kelly, um, uh, um, I completely forgot his name. Um, but yeah, Kelly and that to shut down those those kids. McGrath. McGrath to shut down those kids. Just as, as an example, the 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 key players for Collingwood. I'm looking at the stats here, right? Um, Sidebum Moore. Meyer check, all 12 possessions and around the 66 to 50 to 70% efficiency mark, right? They're, they're really key players for them. Side bottom, Moore and Meyer check are really important players. Then Noble, I uh, don't even know who he is. Will Hoskin Elliott, right? Will Hoskin Elliott, 11 touches. And then you go right down to a Maynard who got injured, who cares? But Mason Cox, Ginevan, five touches, right? Five touches. And one of them was just was when his head touched the ground. Um, and Darcy Cameron, four possessions. Like, we we dominated that entire yeah. game, man. And that's why. Even, <laughs> even Nick Dacos. <laughs> Nick Dacos had 21. And I would suggest, without being too overly cheeky, 13 of those were either kickouts yeah. or handball receives. Yeah, exactly right. Or just running past. So, yeah, uh, yeah we had, he had very little influence. So, I still think the lists will merge. I think our senior guys... Our mid twenties that we'll get to that twenty eight to thirty when then and Collingwood's senior group will all be retired, and then we'll have a stronger hopefully leadership group with the McGraths and Merritts, you know these guys and Langfords and that coming through who, um, and but then our core eighteen to twenty ones you know and um, including even the Jones and Drapers maybe even that will be really talented players like they'll be really good absolutely two questions for you yeah one. Dyson Heppel, 26 touches, 11 marks, right, and 80%. Where do, where do you see that? A lot of short passes. Okay, yeah. No, no, I, I'm going to be honest. I, a bit like that thing with um, with Merritt when you were saying that Merritt needs to be more damaging than just those little short kicks. Yeah, like, uh, all right, let's talk about the skip because um, <laughs> this is this is a the, the big debate. Um, okay, if I'm being completely honest – uh, which I 
Because everyone we, tells me off for, for saying, "Can you stop being saying you can be completely honest?" Can, can we concede though that he's lost a step, right? As oh, a baseline, yeah. no. we, we just as a baseline, he's lost a step. There's a right? reason. Yes, there's a reason why they've taken him out of the defensive group because he's lost that step. Sure, and the Ginevan Anzac Day was would a have, clear example. Would of have that. and did yes. So that's yeah. fine. So. So he's forced to play on the wing. Now, does he have a good IQ to play on the wing? Yeah, he does. Yeah. He can read the play. Um, I am more worried about him playing out the whole games. Like, remember I said on a podcast, I don't know if it's the main one or the Patreon, so sorry, that for some reason um, Heppel's time on the ground in last quarters is really low. Like, Okay. So I'm, I'm just wondering, and obviously, you know, we've already had the de- – just talk about the end of the game and him sitting on the bench. Can he play out whole games? Like, is there a reason why in the last quarter he track decides to rest him quite a lot? Um, that so, and then when he was on, he looked mark markedly slower um, for that last quarter. Is, he is, is there any? He made most of his mistakes in the last quarter. Um, is there any element of it that track pulled him off? so to speak. Uh, <laughs> whew, Lord. Um, but that's right. We can edit that in post. Um, <laughs> truck took him off the ground. Uh, truck took him off the ground um, because you thought the game was over? No. No? You don't no. think so? No. No. I don't think he thought with Collingwood winning six games from behind in a row that anyone should have thought the game was over. True. Okay. Uh, I just generally think he thought he was slowing up. That was just my perception of it. Um it's an interesting one because, you know, the club has obviously talked about him playing another year. I think the reality is... Uh-uh. I, don't, I don't think it's going to happen. Oh, who happened? Oh, you reckon? Yeah, the deal's getting done. I've already heard. Okay. Um, yeah, so he'll play. Um, but I think without putting the skip down, there's no doubt the captaincy will be transitioned. Yes. Um, that's that's That just given. makes sense. Right, that's fine. But... If, for example, most of the players are healthy around one next year, we're talking so, yeah. Cox, Reed, Reed, yep. Perkins, yep. Parrish is back into the side. You know, Francis, no, no. Um, but then, what if you did pick up a Brayshaw and you picked up a uh, Bobby Hill? Yeah, and yeah, 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 yeah. You're, I'm running out of spots for Heps to play the game, um, and that's that's the hard part. So. I'm 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 one of the few that seems to be okay with him on the list because I think we need some seniority. Yeah, you, you always seven days need a week experience. You yeah. always need experience. I think we need some good senior voices seven days a week, um, in in and off the field. So I'm more okay, but I think I'm become more realistic to go. There's no guarantee of senior games next year, and we have to be that ruthless. Yeah, as a club, we have to be because you can't have um, Nick Cox playing in the twos because Heppel's playing because he's the captain, right? Like he's he has lost a step. He's still getting twenty sixes, man. He's getting twenty sixes. Well, he's getting like, touches. And that's why. So I, I'll go back and say I did have a debate because his first half was very good. Yeah, uh, even in the third quarter, he was fine. Like he was doing a lot right. Um, so I. I know I've said all that about, you know, and I genuinely think that's a next year, but I think I still think some fans are being overly critical of him every game to other players who are making big mistakes. And and you know, I, and I compared it. I said, look, do, do I think who had a better game in your eyes, uh-huh. Dyson Heppel or Jake Stringer? Uh, yeah. I... Uh, d- Jakey looked lost. J- Jakey's possessions, like if you were going, if you counted like, oh, Hebel's kick was was either, you know, it was, a, 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 you know, too high or just wasn't, there wasn't many. He only had three or four turnovers out of 26. So he's done all right. Yeah. Jakey's gone at like 40% efficiency. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. And butchered the ball all over the place. Yep. Um, and look, we talk about Jonesy's, Goal. Jakey's forty meters out, running into an open goal, and get, and it's yeah. out of bounds on the and full. And he munged it in a big way. So you know, and that's talent. Like that's that's a twenty eight year old. So I, I actually came away with that quite frustrated with Jakey's game, if I'm being honest. And I, I was that's where I got my ears prepped up, and I was like fighting back a bit, going, "Well, you can all attack Hebble every week, but there's guys that are playing really." 
poor football and making yeah. major mistakes and blunders that you know that are getting passes that I feel anyway. Yeah. Um, and go, let's look at the whole. You know, there's a whole team going on here. I know he's the captain, so we have that expectation of him performing well. Performing well. But <coughs> yep. He's. We all know he's not Scott Penderbury. He's not at that level anymore. But. Is he playing poorly? I just don't think he's playing overly as poor as other people do. Is it? Is it? You know, eye catching really brilliant? No, as well. But it's just solid. Like the other things you don't see. I mean, there's the there's the the pregame. There's getting around the boys. There's acting as the as the clear leader in the in the change rooms. There's probably leadership out, or not probably. There will be leadership out on the field as well. So it. It's not his primary job to get thirty-five and kick four goals, right? So, but I, I agree. I mean, someone like Jake, no one said anything about Jake in that game, but we will jump down Hepps's throat again. People sometimes people like to uh, to pile on when something's happened uh, yeah. to a player, um, and well, here's yeah. here's his total stats. This is yeah. So twenty-six disposals. That's third. In the team of most disposals. Yeah. Five inside 50s. That's third in the team of it's inside 50s. Six score involvements. That's second the most score involvements in the team. Four tackles. That's fifth most in the team. 80% efficiency. Uh, so it's not like, I'm sorry, he didn't play that bad. Yeah. Like, is, can he, like, is it eye-catching stuff? No. But if you really want to look at the data, it. You know, he's done a lot of positive stuff as far as score involvements inside 50s. It would be very interesting to understand what people's expectations are of Hep now. So I I feel like I have a balanced expectation. I know where he's at. I know from his injuries, he's slowed right up. So I, I think I go into games not thinking a top 10 player or anything no, like that. No. I know he's a captain, um, but I guess I just – and I guess that's part of the frustration of yeah. fans, I, and I get that. But I just think – Personally, me, he's over-critiqued yeah. um, on his performances when I just feel like his performances are, are nowhere near as bad. Um, he, he Probably what the issue is is he tends to finish off games poorly uh, for whatever reason, and that's, the, and that's the lasting memory of him. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, you know, if, like I said, if you looked at Stringer, if you looked at a few other guys who really butchered the ball, um, you, could, you could hold a few accountable for that game. Yeah. So – um, who else did you think had? Oh, mate! Like the other question I want to ask you on the on the subject of uh, what what do we think of that game? Uh, let me just grab the statistics that I my phone won't work. Here we go. How about we go to a break? Oh, let's go to a break that we haven't done. What do we? Ha- How many minutes are we in without a break? We are. We're thirty eight minutes. Lots in. of minutes without a break. No problems at all. All right, so let's go to a quick break, and we'll uh, see you guys when we come back. <laughs> that was silly. It messed with my voice. Uh, welcome back to the Lunchtime Catch-Up Podcast. Now then, um, <clears throat> a guy that's been under a fair amount of pressure um, who to date hasn't sort of in his last four to five games hasn't set the world on fire, um, has come back from a reasonably d- uh, difficult injury and people have been happy enough to give him time because third in a Crichton will get you games of football. Uh, w Snelling, 20 touches, 14 handballs, five marks, eight tackles. Eight tackles, not bad. 20, 75% efficiency. Now then, my question to you yep. is, we've said, I think we said on the, the pod for the Patreons, um, patreon.com forward slash lunchtime catchup, um, two extra shows a week for three bucks a month. Anyway, um... We've said that this is probably it. This is his fifth game, I think. Mm-hmm. If he doesn't perform in this game, then we've probably seriously got to look at um, getting him some form back in the twos. 20 touches, 75% efficiency. Does that get him another game? Uh, I didn't think he played well. 
I, I don't think he again. Let's let's preface it by saying to his potential. Yeah, um, I thought his pressure was good, uh, and, yeah. and you know, if you if you have a look at the um, the Jones tackle, the big over Howell, you know, that almost won us the yeah. game. Yeah, yeah. Have a look at the the play on the wing that got Shield the ball that kicked it down there. Um, it's all it was all Snelling's gruntness that got us that. Okay, that got us that. He had some really two or three really nice pressure moments. And that's what I expect from Snelling. Yeah. Um, so that part is a tick. Eight tackles, but it was he had really good pressure. What's concerning me with Will is his kicking. Um, it, you know, it's becoming a bit. Um, it's becoming a, a bit of a concern when you're 25 meters out and you can't make you the make distance. the distance. Yeah. Now the strange part is this is what I try. I just don't get. He stabs at a kick for goal. But, like, there's a play in the last quarter. He's got the ball in the midfield. He kicks it 40, 45 metres to a pass. And you're like, well, why can't you do that? Yeah, <laughs> what's, what's going on there? <laughs> like, so does he have the ability to kick longer? Yeah, he does. It's just yeah. – but he's playing forward, right, as a small foot. And I get his role is to pressure. Yeah. Um, so and is it a pass mark? Like, But here's the difference. When I look at Guelphie, right, Guelphy has identified pressure, but what they're trying to develop in him is how do I make myself um, uh, even more damaging that that I can score goals? Than just tackling. So Will Snelling, five games, no goals. And that has to come into play at some point where you go, you've, you know, you're playing forward still. You're, you know, yes, we, we, we like your pressure. Yeah. But we still need you to be dangerous to score. So is it 60% of his KPIs, if we say, like he's he's achieved 60% of his KPIs in that his pressure is starting to show, his tackling is starting to show, that side of his game is starting to show. But unfortunately, mate, you finish third in the Crichton and do what you did last year, you can't tease us and then not give us like at least one a game. Well, he just said, yeah, he, He's just, it's just really, his skill level's down at the moment. Um, he's not, I mean, not massively blessed with massive, huge abundance of skill, but it's been, it was much better last year to a much better level. Um, this year is just whether it's, I think there's a real confidence issue with him, yep. um, with the ball. Um, but, um, yeah, it's just, he's still like, it, it wasn't, it, I'm not, it wasn't a, Good game, but it wasn't a bad game kind of scenario. So and so so he he has to be concerned because um, I guess Massimo they're wanting to develop as a small forward. Really? Um, so he's now done four training sessions in a row as a small forward. Played as a small forward twice in the last VFL. Um, he looks so good on the back line, man. Yeah, I. I I think the the reasoning behind it, and Truck talks spoke about it, just basically just to to give him a second option. So he's basically saying, right now, if we're all healthy, there's actually not yeah, a yeah, spot yeah. for him. Yeah, McGrath. So Redman. why not develop something as an alternative? Like basically saying, I think it's an I think it's more of a compliment than what fans sometimes think it is, because he's basically what we're doing is saying, well, how can we still get him on the ground? So let's develop another side to him as well, yeah, yeah. because. He can play halfback blindfolded. Like that's that's part of his yeah. game. You know, we have no issue, but let's work out a forward craft so we may be able to get that kind of skill into the game. Now, reason why I think that's a smart play, because there's no doubt to me, outside of Zach Merritt, our kicking to our forwards is still needs a lot of work. Yep. And he's elite at uh, at kicking. By foot, yeah. So I understand what they're trying to do as an option, as a Plan B, but it, it puts. I'll just say to Will Snelling, you really if you get if you get another game, you really need to pick up because I think I think there's <coughs> firm I think there's firm plans to get this kid into the side. Well, I mean, no matter where he's positioned, half forward or half back. And I mean, Devin Smith was our defensive uh, forward that that could tackle like a no one's business and could kick knew where the goals was as well. And Dev's not been there for ages now. Um, then you think we'll chuck in Will Snelling because he did really well as well last year and stuff. And it's been five weeks. 
now, right? Five weeks without a really decent Will uh, Snelling performance. And again, you've got to give him some time. He came back. Um, uh, Langford's come back probably quicker or better than, than Will has, and you've got to give the kids some time, right? But um, I agree with you. If 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 Because with McGrath and Redmond and Co across the Hindy, back line yeah. and Hindy in that, yeah, there's... There's a spot for him if one of those guys needs a spell or heaven yeah, forbid. Yeah, like if Redmond gets the bruising this week. Yeah, he's straight in, straight in, right? Absolutely. But you're, you're right. But if we can, if we can get, if we can make Massimo, Massimo that next Devin Smith in his first year, where he was chasing everybody down and he, he knew where the goals were because Massimo is very evasive. Yes, he's a very evasive looking um, guy when he gets the ball. He's and got he a can, touch of the McGrath. He can think through traffic really well. Yeah, he can see. He can see. A, he can see a pass that other players can't. Yeah, and that's his real gift. Absolutely. So that's why. Uh, yeah, I, I agree. If we can get him into the side, it's just one of those things where you you look at a kid like that and you go, I just want him in the side. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. like Redmond every single week. Oh. I want Redmond in that team. I don't care where you like. He has to play in that side. He's he has so, so much, important. Yeah, he has so much skill, and I still believe if there's anything this side just needs to get better at, it's using the ball. Yeah, and, and I well, just that left merits, foot. Just I can't ignore that left foot. Merits that, merits the prime yeah. example, right? Yeah. When he's on fire and when he's delivering it properly, we look like a different team, right? When Merritt's got the ball, delivering the ball properly. Uh, a supplemental, uh, supplemental, supplemental. Is that a word? A supplemental question without notice. Um, do you think that Kyle Langford was 100%? Oh, well, he was terrible. Yeah. <laughs> he was, he was, that, was the, that was the worst game he's played for a long he time. Couldn't, he couldn't go. But I will, in my opinion. Yeah, I, I believe he has a shoulder injury. Um, uh, and it doesn't look right to me. Like no, he, he we both go. picked up straight away. So no. he was down at our end. We'll be behind the goals. There was two times he went for a ball, and when contact was about to hit, he, he went out of the way. But tentative, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, gee, I wish he spoiled that ball with Elliot at the end too. <laughs> but yeah, it's it's your irony with Kyle because I always promote Kyle as one of the guys who runs back defensively. Yeah, he was <laughs> like he was one of the he was the only guy. Uh, oh, that really? was helping out our defence yeah, yeah, yeah. in that transition. So he did the exact right thing and the team thing perfectly where he set up, double teamed Elliot, and for some reason couldn't get a hand on the couldn't ball. Yeah, so he just stuffed up the last bit. But credit to him for being in the right position. But but no, um, I'd love to, you know, there may be a, a chat you, that needs to be had with Kyle saying, how's your shoulder, mate? Like. Do we because get you? Do we get you? Do we get the shoulder cleaned up now with surgery? Yeah, you're right. He, he's, he's incredibly because um, he was so tentative with any body contact, and I know some might say I've, I've had a few arguments saying, "Oh, he's normally like that," but no, no, he's not as that. I was I was watching him, and it was clear. It was clear he, he couldn't um, go right. Like, he and go. he's so important to our team, man. Like mm. when he's up and about and he's he's moving well, he's so important to the team. He missed a couple of easy shots for goal too. Yeah. So just. Just was a not not a factor, unfortunately, Cole, for this game. Um, played very deep forward, so that even gave me a little bit of initial props of where his shoulder may be at because yep. it wasn't even half forward. Like, they played him next to right, really deep, yeah. full forward. And I just thought, that's an odd position to have, Cole. Um, so, yeah, there's just something something I think that maybe they, they look at. Yeah. Yeah, you know, you, I guess you either have injections and get through the year, or you I mean, clean his it shoulders. Up. Shoulders looks like a mummy whenever he plays, right? So he's got he's fully strapped up across yeah, his shoulders and, and stuff. I mean, obviously, he looks really sore too with his shoulder. Yeah, and uh, he, like I know for a fact, he's both these training sessions. I was surprised he actually played in the end, but both these training sessions, he got hit in the shoulder and it was like in pain. Like, uh, so I was kind of surprised they selected him again. But he's a He's a tough kid. He's a, <laughs> it's the, man, it's he, that definition, right? He goes in, yeah, and he goes in head first. And you go, geez, you're tough. Um, can I just mention, we've this guy has just been a constant theme for this year about how ecstatic I am about his form. But Matt Guelphie, the 17 possessions, two goals. What a year. Like Again, people keep saying that. He was um, my in and out player at the start of the year. If people remember it. going, oh, if I was healthy, I, don't, I can't see Guelphie in the side. God, no, do I think different now? Like it's... But there's again, we we're having the debate on Facebook before I came over here to do the show. Um, there's people that just go, "Oh, let's just play the kids. Let's the, the season's over. Let's just play the kids, right?" I go, "So who do you drop?" And they say, "Oh, let's drop Guelphie. <laughs> Not on your Nelly. No way. 
He that was things like, what do you think the player thinks about that? Like, it's like, I've done every hard bit of work the whole year. Like, Absolutely. Like, man. I'm not leaving for no kid. One percent. Yeah, exactly right. Like, I'm sorry, mate, but you don't, you don't deserve, like, Menzies, I'll bring Menzies in. He's a forward. He could run a, no. No, I'm sorry, mate. Like, you, he has done everything humanly asked of the man and then some. He's defensive. He's offensive. He is now in. He is a completely. He was always a required footballer, but he is a best twenty-two footballer now without even blinking. Yeah, like the the likes of Perkins and that sort of stuff. They're going to walk into the side, and you may get to a situation where Guelph has to go. Right, we maybe, but tell you what, you're going to need to be a bloody good player to kick Guelphie out of that side. But again. The contribution from him, he's just going about his he's business. He's kicking goals. That's the thing. Yeah. That's what's making him – it's not just the pressure. It's He's now he's now presenting, um, and that's that's what makes him, you know, go to a next level. Super quick too, man, across the ground. I, I didn't realise he was that quick. Maybe he's done a bit of work on it. But, geez, his first 20 metres are – is very, very fast. No, it was um, – yeah, it was just a, a great game. So um, – how, how do you think the back line went, like the Rids, Laverde, Kelly? We, we saw further examples of when the ball streams through the middle, we're screwed. Like we, we, yeah, when like the ball streams a, through the middle. When it goes high, Ridley sums up everything perfectly and Laverde marks and, and it's Kelly perfect, sums right? up. Yeah. But when the ball is streaming through the middle unabated and – Which was up to quarter time. I mean, it stopped. Yeah, to it their stopped. Credit. Yeah. But, and then that's what happens when, the, when it stops, when the midfield gets on top. The back line don't have to put up with or don't have to worry about or scramble to defend. Um, Dacos running down the middle, sidebum running down the middle, people running down the middle and literally just placing it onto the forward's head. It's hard enough being a defender, but when you've got to, play, when you've got to um, worry about the, the ball just coming in completely unpressured, that, that's when we look bad, man. The back line mm. looks bad. And for the previous weeks before that, that's what's been happening. The ball's just been flying through the middle with no pressure on it whatsoever, and that's what happened. I can't believe it. In the first quarter, um, and then the midfield gets on top, and the back line looks fine. Yeah. It is. <laughs> yeah. Man, they must be kicking themselves in that first quarter. And then they spent the whole second quarter trying to get back. Yeah. Like, could you imagine if they the were... quarter. <laughs> yeah. Could you imagine if they were... Seven points down or something like that at the yeah. end of the first quarter, right? Because Collingwood went nuts, but we the game did would okay. have been gone. Halfway we through just the last. smashed them like that. That would have been that would have been 30, 40 points. We won that game by. Um, but yeah, that, that's the other thing too is that the whole five minute patch where Collingwood flicked a switch in the last quarter. Yeah, that combined with the setup from the veterans and stuff that we. We went defensive. We started to kick the ball around. And I, I know there's probably coaching staff at the Essendon Footy Club are saying, Grant, shut up. Um, this is what modern footballers do. When you're up by nine points, you kick the ball around, you try and uh, waste time and blah, blah, blah. I understand that. But not with nine points, man. Not when you're trying to kick the ball around in your back line. Just continue on with the thing that's got you that far in front. Mm-hmm. Go for goals, man. Like no one's going to complain if you've still got nine minutes or something to go in the game, and you're down by eight points, or you're up by eight points, and you're still trying to kick goals. That's how you you you, you shut the game out, Harry Jones. But um, <laughs> you shut the game out by doing that, and you don't have to worry about pressure because Collingwood just they flicked a switch and they went hail mary, and it worked. Unfortunately for him, the little annoying. Yeah. So, okay. I mean, let's get past that horrible event that we called a game. Yeah. Um, now it's a whole different psychology, right? You're playing North Melbourne. Yeah. Uh, you're going to be overwhelming favourites, but you've come off. A, I mean, that's a gutting lot. I mean, uh, I know it sounds weird, but you know, I was sometimes you, as a fan, you do get pleased when you see the players walk off and they look absolutely gutted. And they did. They, they walked off just as sad as I'd seen them for a long time. Yep. But I was kind of going, okay, that really hurt you. That clearly hurt. Yeah. Um, now the expectation's different. The psychology is we're just meant to show up and win and win and win well. Yeah. Uh, I'll be interested to see how we rebound from one, the – the end of that game, does it, you know, because they've been up for a month, does that, you know, does that kill their little bit of energy? 
um, with sort of three or four games to go? Don't think so. Or do I don't you think, think so. they go... I think Truck will be in their ear saying all the right things. Like, you won that game, guys. Like, did well done. The first quarter, complete. It's a, again, it's an aberration that we are going to have to deal with yeah. as a club. We're going to have to deal with these completely reverse first quarters and second quarters. And we, we haven't done it in a while. We haven't done that in a good period of time, right? But we're going to have to deal with it. But up until that, straight after that point, boys, you made the. I think I saw a post from the Essendon Footy Club that said disappointed with the result, but happy with the process. And if you, you like, it's like a business, man. Like if something stuffs up in business where we work, you you can sit there and complain about the thing that's that's stuffed up, or you can look at the the situation that you're currently in and you can put a plan in place to fix it. What's happened's happened, and you can put a plan in place to to fix it straight after that. And that's what Essendon did. We went, okay, boys, uh, we'll we'll talk about the first quarter. Like you would have said this at, at quarter time. All right, we'll talk about that first quarter again sometime soon, right? But until then, we now need to do double the amount of work to get back to where we need to be. And they did do that, right? So I think they're going to have enough confidence to go into North next week, who are a very bad football club, and actually have enough to be able to win that game. The question I've got for you is, we haven't put away a team that we're supposed to put away all season. Yeah. Right? Like there's there's no team sort of below us that we went, oh, we should have we should knock them off, right? Can we do that with North? Can we look at a team like North and go, yeah, we should beat you and then beat them by 35 mm. because we're supposed to? Yeah, I think. You reckon? Well, the talent says you should, but... Uh, you know, that last game says we should. With North Melbourne, if you come out hard, they'll they'll fold. They'll fold in a yeah. second. Yeah. If you give them, if they they've got a whiff of a chance in the second quarter, they actually can go. Oh, you know, they, they've done that the last two or three weeks. Besides last week, they they played poorly on the weekend, but the previous two games, they started okay and they got a whiff and they went okay. Well, let's let's keep rolling with it. Um, so. They can't approach the Collingwood game that way. Uh, how they approach the North Collingwood? Game. Yeah, yeah. 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 If you hit them really hard at the start, then I think you can get really on top. Which we've not been a big, we've not so, been real good at. Yeah, them hard. A bit hit and miss how we've done games starts, but you know, um, but yeah, the talent on talent. We've know, got too many decent horses in the paddock yeah. to lose to North. I'd, I'd be, you know. It would I'd be, be I'd be gutted if we lose to North. I'd be real gutted. Yeah, it would be a big, big, yeah. big, big setback. So, uh, and you know, the message is, you know, which I'm sure Truck is doing is finish off the year, finish off. Yeah. You know, every game is experience. So don't, don't, don't drop it. Don't think of end of year holidays. <laughs> no, 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 no. That this is every game, Hobbsy and Durham and all that. Every game we can play as a unit and cohesively, we'll get better at. We'll get better at. So. Um, that's how I would approach a year and attack the game, attack the end of the year. If you get pick five or pick six, so be it. I couldn't care less. Yeah, that, that's the other thing that I read on the Facebook page and stuff is that oh, let's let's the game, the season's over. Play the kids. Who cares? Let's get draft picks. No, no way. Not in a, not in a in an elite sporting club. Do you have that attitude? Mm. You can't just go unless you're Melbourne in the nineties where you're tanked deliberately, right? Which is just disgusting. You you've got to win games of football. You've got to build a winning culture, whatever the hell that is at Essendon. You've got to start to build it. Kids, the the players have got to come to work each week and think that we're gonna win. We're gonna win, and then play like that. So if you if you drop players and bring in kids and stuff now and and don't play to win every single game of footy. You're just telling the club, you're telling the players, it doesn't matter, man. It doesn't matter if you don't do the gut run. It doesn't matter if, yeah. like Jakey and that, it doesn't matter if you have 45% efficiency. Like, it, you have to go after every single game, especially because we're supposed to be building a new team at the Essendon Footy Club and a new culture at the Essendon Footy Club that does not come from losing, losing right? Yeah. And, th- again, the last few games, no one's going to care if we get pick six or pick eight, really. It, it's going to be a good kid. Yeah, like at the moment, you know, it's we're probably only going to get pick five or pick six, so it's you're going to get a good pick. Like it's yeah, Hawthorne won on the weekend, and we lost, and they went a game and a half clear of us on next spot. So it's you know we have to win two games for the rest of the year to be even yeah six. You know, so that's to get pick six with Hawthorne losing every game. So it's we're going to get a low pick. 
no matter what, we're going to get a good either kid or trade. You yeah. know, that's the reality. They've got a lot going to, they're going to have a lot to work with, which is, which is kind of exciting in, in a way because you feel like, you know, and I, you get the sense with Essendon, they really want to nail this off season. Yeah. Um, they've, they've obviously been very proactive. They've talked the, it up. They've to- yeah, with, yeah, but they have too, anyway. They, they've got a bit of pressure under their belt because they have talked it up. Um, but we all know now that they, you know, that Truck and, and Josh Marnie had, had lunch with Brayshaw and, and that yeah. sort of thing. And um, we don't know what's going to eventuate with that. I still have I my doubts. I don't reckon he's going <laughs> no, 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 I don't reckon he's going But. Anyway. But you have to have reality for the him to accept that lunch and say talk with him that yeah. it's not even you know there's a it's not done it's not done yeah because if you if your mindset's that yeah I'll meet you for lunch then there's something in it like but it just feels like why why <laughs> and the thing is though the Essendon would be negligent they would be negligent if they didn't ask the question like hey um hey Andy do you want to go for a coffee mate. If he said no, thanks, uh, uh, Big D. He's, uh, uh, I'm good, thanks, mate. I'm good where I am. It's going to take some more time, but I'm good where I am. Thank you. Yep. Took the meeting, sat down, and Melbourne have got to know that he just sat down opposite Adrian Dodoro and spoke about his future. Yeah. Now, I, I would, if I was Melbourne, I would be okay with that because I, re- I believe every asset, and you are an asset to that club. Mm-hmm. It's your job. You have the right to understand your worth in the rest of the market. Oh, free agency is free agency. That's it. You, you, you have the right to to understand your worth. Even if they go to Brayshaw and say, this has now become the Melbourne Footy Club show, um, even if they go to Brayshaw and say, we're going to give you big chunko cash, right, the big semi-trailer backs up, I'd go, that's great, thank you very much, and I appreciate that. It, it seems like a really good offer. But I am going to talk to other clubs because I want to know what my worth is. Like, what's my worth to Gold Coast? <laughs> Sometimes you do it to get leverage to go back to Melbourne. Game. And that is just and, – and Melbourne will know that. They'll, they'll know that, uh, yeah, the more you talk to Dodoro and he says eight fifty a year, right, like <laughs> he, they're going to come back and go, mm, you know, that's seven twenty five that you uh, that you offered me. Um, there's Gold Coast, they're going to give me nine, and Essendon have gone ballistic and they give me eight twenty five. So um, I, I don't think he's going anywhere, but I like the idea of again, it's another big We're aggressive. Um, yeah. yeah, it's another big red fire engine um, tactic to go and talk to the kid, um, talk to him, find out. Who knows? Maybe they will, maybe they're not. Josh Dunkley fell out of nowhere last year, and we almost got him. Yeah, yeah exactly. So. Yeah. Uh, just before the we end the show, uh, great win from the VFL boys. Uh, they played the Up worst. North, they yeah. played the worst first quarter you've ever seen in your life. Uh, but Ch- channeling the, uh, the boys, <laughs> but, yep. But the difference was, though they tried to blow it, they won by two points. So yay to them! It was a you know they did play the second place team in the Southport, so it wasn't. It's actually. You know, in their home ground, which no one really wins there, so it really was a good comeback uh, from second quarter onwards to win the game. Uh, great to see Michael Hurley kick a goal um, and and singing the song after the game. Yep. You know, Stewie with four goals and and Vossi again having thirteen or fifteen possessions, kind of thing, kicking two goals. One, he's doing his chances. No harm, young Vossi. Uh, so there's some there is some exciting talent you know, coming through as well. So I thought Massimo was, was pretty good at, at half forward. He had 19, 20 possessions. Um, so, yeah, it was a it was a really good outcome. So congrats to the boys. And yep. um, on the Patreon show, I'm, I'm chatting to Paul on Wednesday night for Patreons. Nice. So thanks, everyone. That's us signing off. Absolutely. Um, thanks, everybody, for, for listening as per normal. Um, just another quick plug on the uh, on the Patreon site. Um, Scotty and I, um, for the new listeners, we do a Patreon show. We do two Patreon shows a week. Um, one on the most uh, usually on a Thursday night for the team selection show. We run you through our thoughts on the team selection on a Thursday night. Um, and then we do one of my favourite ones, and I know a lot of the uh, Patreon's favourites as well, uh, a post-game reaction show. So straight after the game, if we're uh, if we're at home or we're not at the game, it's generally, literally directly after the game. Um, but if not, like the weekend, we, uh, um, we, come, we head home straight away do our reaction to that game straight after. Um, so there's two extra little bits of content a week um, for the miserly sum of three bucks, uh, three bucks a month. So go and check us out on patreon.com um, forward slash lunchtime catch up um, for all of our Patreon content. And also, Scotty, the Discord page. Yep, uh, huge actually. It's going gangbusters. So you can uh, community 
uh, is going nuts. So it's an online community that you can share different themes. It can be VFL, or it can be draft, it can be trade theme, and you all go into those certain groups and you can just chat all you like about Essendon. And, Absolutely and free. There's, there's hundreds of people you can chat with from our Patreon. Absolutely. They're, so. they're online all the time. I was checking it out during <laughs> the day. They're like, they're, on, they're online during the just day. Just chat Essendon. Just chuck comments in there and they'll get back and stuff. So the Discord page, um, uh, just type, just go for Discord um, and then the lunchtime catch up after that, you'll find it. Um, totally <laughs> free. Yeah. Well, no, you only find it actually when you become a Patreon member. So. Oh, do you? Oh, sorry. That is right. You <laughs> are right. We have that exclusive. Sorry, guys. Sorry, we'll send that you the link when you That Yeah, it's exclusively for our Patreon <laughs> members because, um, we want to give the most value for money we possibly can for the uh, for our Patreon guys. Two extra shows a week, um, plus the Discord page. So when you join up to become a Patreon, you get access to that um, exclusive Discord page. My my apologies on that one. So thank you everybody. Um, I'm uh, I had a bit of a sleep, so I'm feeling slightly better after the the, the badness of the loss. Uh, North Melbourne, I assume at Marvel. On the weekend? Yes, Sunday 4.40. Sunday 4.40 again. Jeez, they don't like us at the moment. Um, so, And just a, just, sorry, just a quick heads up. Uh, the next main show I think will be a Tuesday night, not a Monday night. And that's because um, Cal Toomey will be joining us as guest. Nice. And talking us all things Essendon. And the other one that's just jogged my memory is the Thursday, team, Thursday night team selection show this week yep. is going to be delayed till Friday. Friday. Yeah, till Friday because we're going to go and check out a captain's um, Essendon sports uh, night. Sports night, right? So we uh, we there was Hurdy and Bomber and all Hurdy TD Bomber and um, Hurdy TD Bomber and who? I know Hurdy. It's it's not God. Hurdy TV TD. Hurdy. TD is bomber. Is it Sheets just as a force, It's Sheets. It? It's just Sheets. Yeah, that's right. So couldn't say no to that, right? Like, come yeah. on now. I mean, you got to get photos with all those boys. So. Um, Yeah, um, that'll be on Friday night this week. So thanks, everybody, for listening. We will talk to you guys next week. Thanks, guys.